There are so many supplements out there. How do you choose? If there was just one supplement that Trey and I would recommend, it's definitely Ningxia Red. We have consistently drank Ningxia every day since May of 2015. It's a whole body health and wellness supplement that's a powerhouse full of antioxidants and nutrition. Ningxia Red is made with pureed wolfberries, also known as goji berries, along with blueberry, plum, cherry, aronia, and pomegranate juices. These are very high in antioxidants that boost immunity and protect your body against oxidative stress. It also has food-grade essential oils like orange and lemon, yuzu, and tangerine. These provide an incredible dose of D-limonene. Trust me, Google that. This is just a two-ounce shot of liquid gold, and it supports your body for better energy and healthy cellular function. Why is that? Well, that's because you're getting antioxidants equivalent to eating like eight pounds of carrots and 16 whole oranges. Trust me, your liver and your eyes will thank you. If you'd like more information, visit my website, www.amycastles.com. It's time for a healthy dose of According to the Castles, the show where we talk about marriage, family, faith, health, nutrition, fitness, and so much more. And now, please welcome your hosts, Amy and Trey Castles. Hey, everyone. It's Amy Castles. What it is? I was about to say Amy and Trey Castles. I That was, you know, it's been two weeks since we recorded, and I totally just got nervous again. I just said what it is. Is that bad? That's not bad. It's better than mine. Hey, like a hey, how are you doing? A comedian there or something. So I have to tell you, every week a new podcast comes out. So we try to stay ahead of these podcasts, and that way we always have something behind us. So like we're recording this week, but you won't hear it for another like three weeks. So I love going back and listening to the one that comes out every Thursday morning. So one comes out every Thursday morning, and then we also record. Thursday afternoon. And it's been really cool to listen to us again, but also we've actually learned from ourselves <laughs> and talking through a lot of things. I actually went back and listened to my pulse test the other day when I picked up Evan and he was listening to me. I listened to it with me as well. And then I listened to another one on stress management and I'm like, wait a minute, that was some good stuff. It was I some- learned from what we did. Are we tooting our own horn right now? Toot toot. Maybe we're just proud. I'm kidding. But one of the things that I've listened to or followed along with was when we talked to Randy on that pulse test, I asked him, you know, aside from just sugar, what else raises your likelihood of contracting or developing, I should say, cardiovascular disease or type 2 diabetes, which is also known as metabolic syndrome? What increases your risk for that other than just sugar. And he said, really, a lot of it has to do with high carbohydrates. And that kind of triggered me because he said, you know, unless you're running a marathon, you're not going to really, as we get older, we're not burning off the same level of carbohydrates like we did when we were younger. So if you always do what you've always done, well, you're not going to get what you always got in this situation, but, (laughs) but it's not going to affect your body. Wise words. It's not going to affect your body the same as when you were a kid. A bowl of pasta is just not going to work the same. So it kind of jarred me into starting the whole 30 again. And I usually do that in January, or excuse me, in November anyway. And it makes me, I don't know, I just kind of get through the holidays feeling yeah, you, really you, good. I don't know if you torture yourself or it's just what you need to do to get through it, but you choose 
the worst times or maybe the best times for you, but it just oh, seems like, a- man, the holidays sometimes are just like, it's my cheat time. You know what? <laughs> I Not my wrench down and lock down, do nothing time. <laughs> I feel like for me, January and February are, I wouldn't say my worst months, but I'm definitely not, you know, feeling fit and active. You know, I, it's cold. I want to be curled up on the couch. I want to be in warm, soft clothing. It's not like in the summer you're throwing on shorts, going for morning walks, you know, so I, I kind of put on a little extra layer (laughs) around my body, which is fine. I mean, a dog gets a new coat. For the winter. No, I, what I learned about cats. Yeah. That dude got heavy. Oh, Skipper, Skipper got fat. I didn't know that. I didn't know they got like a winter layer. Well, our bodies do the same thing. Look at a horse. They start to really put on weight before the winter. Mm. Their coat gets thicker. A dog's, they put on more winter coat. They gain a little bit of body fat. But you're not a horse, honey. No, I'm not a horse, but there's similarities in we're both mammals So we do the same thing. So you have to know that January and February, you're going to probably feel a little heavier naturally and it's okay. It is okay. It's okay, people. Don't let it get to your head, but it's got to my head for many years. It would bother me. okay, Amy. Well, I understand that now. Anyway, I started the Whole30 in the beginning of November. I feel absolutely amazing. Avery did it with you or is doing it with you. Yes. And for me- crazy for a 14-year-old to be that disciplined. She is so disciplined. She's like you. She she wants to cleanse out. She's like dad. She's got a sugar tooth like you. And it's to a point where it controls her sometimes. She said, I have a sugar craving and it- I feel like it controls me and I I can't stop it. It's like all I can think about. And I don't have that. It's great awareness for a 14-year-old. It really is. So it's hard for me to understand. All I know is what to do. And I know that you got to cleanse. And so Whole30 is really a cleanse. So for me, going through Thanksgiving, coming up on Christmas, for me, it makes it easier I feel so good that I have no problem passing up the crackers and the cheese and the breads and whatever else. Pies. Well, I I couldn't eat the pies anyway because I had the migraines with the sugar. But for you, we've kind of come to a realization and an awareness for you. And I want to talk about that for a minute because we first started talking about just cutting back on sugar. And you said, all right, all right, (laughs) 80-20. And I didn't like that because 80-20 is, unless you are truly measuring it, it wasn't 80-20. Well, I had to go back and listen to the pulse test episode again because I wanted to get an idea of what the heck that test meant because I said I was going to take it seriously and I was going to do all these things. And I don't know, a couple of weeks later, it was like out of sight, out of mind. But I did change some of the things I was doing, but realizing now more on what my body's doing and how it's reacting to sugars and carbs and what we've discovered now with gluten, it reveals a lot. Well, tell them about what you learned from Alicia and start with first, I want you to be okay that we're talking about this because <laughs> this is, per, it's personal stuff. It's, I mean, it is what it is now, man. I mean, geez. But since I've known you, so, you have gone through cycles of anxiety, depression, ADHD. I want to, let's talk about that for a minute. Man, I had no clue we were doing this today. Okay. Well, I guess the quick summary here is I've started to work on myself this year in a different way. 
physically was causing me a lot of pain and I was thinking that was doing a lot to my emotional stress. And so I started working with Alicia and Gina and Isaac over at Finish First. And through this journey with them relieving physical stress, you know, we're in that room several hours a week. And, you know, I start learning about their journeys as well. And, and Alicia had struggled with ADHD and she found out she was celiac and she has been gluten-free for 10 years. And so she was telling me about being gluten-free and just some of the benefits that it was having. And, you know, she shared with me some of the people that she went and spoke to. And I went and, and met with a, a psychologist. Her name was Victoria at 360 Wellness. And she was amazing. I spent about six weeks with her and kind of identified some of just my patterns and what I normally do on a day-to-day -day basis that I don't truly realize that's good and bad. And I realized that there's a lot of, you know, telltale signs of having adult ADHD. And having that awareness has really helped me to understand now that, you know, there are things I can do to fix a lot of the struggles that I'm having emotionally, mentally, and even physically through my diet. And I never understood or realized the true effects of what nutrition was doing to me. I always looked at you and I was like, well, gosh, I'm so glad I don't have to do what you have to do for migraines. I'm so glad I don't have to be as disciplined as you. And now I'm realizing that I may not have to go to some of the extremes that you do, but I've got to really look at what certain foods are doing to me mentally and neurologically and understanding that a celiac or a, a gluten intolerance or, you know, what I'm putting in my body has drastic effects on depression, mood, irritability, and how that looks moving forward for me personally, because it's real. It's not and, a game. And for someone who is married to you and lives with you. Here we go. What I've seen through the, hey, now, what I've seen <laughs> through the years is basically, I guess, because, and it's all making sense now to me as well. So because of this ADHD or adult ADHD, there's overwhelm and overwhelm then leads to anxiety. When you're overwhelmed, you get anxious. And then for a male, especially that kind of moves into some anger and irritability. I mean, just having anxiousness and overwhelm, you get irritable anyway, but for a man, they're more likely to become anger. Okay. And it's the release it is, it is. And it's proven that men are more likely to have more of the anger show than anything else. You're not going to sit down and cry and go, I feel so overwhelmed. And you know, I'm kind of glad that you don't. Um, no, no, it's like, hey but, man, this is pissing me off. But then after that irritability and that anger, then comes the depression. It's a cycle. It is. It's a cycle. And then what I've seen you with your depression through the years is not the typical thing of you don't get out of bed. It's like being a functional alcoholic. I'm a functional depression. Yeah. Because I fight through it. I'm strong-willed. I'm strong-minded. I know what I'm feeling. I know what I'm going through, but I don't have a way out of it. So I just go through it. And well, I say I don't have a way out of it. In that moment, I'm like, get your butt up. Do what you got to do. I know you don't want to. I know you don't feel like it, but it's, you got to roll your sleeves up, ring the bell and get to work. And when we were having this talk, that's with you, hard when you're not in that frame of mind. Well, and that's why it's a cycle because you go through that depression, you come out the other side and then it's like freedom, finally freedom. But then the ADHD kicks back in. So 
what we've talked about was how can we work on the ADHD? What are the triggers? And with what you spoke with, with Victoria is finding your triggers. But what we also came to realize was the diet too. And I don't know why we've never thought of this before. Why? I've always been able to eat because I guess from a physical standpoint, I've always been able to eat what I wanted to eat and it doesn't change my physical appearance. And well, <laughs> well what are you talking about? I mean, I got a little I'm muffin kidding. top, you know, get a little soft here and there. But I mean, I can go work out for three weeks yeah, and it's gone yeah. Yeah. and it would always make you upset. It's like, I don't get it. You know, you get a little puffy around the edges, your face gets a little puffy and then all of a sudden you go work out for three weeks and it's gone and it just, it made you upset. And, yeah. but I was like, yeah, I'm fine. I don't need to worry about what I eat because I can control it through my exercise when I'm ready to put in the effort. So a few weeks ago, I was listening to one of my webinars for my health coaching training. And the guy on there was talking about how he was on lithium. He was type 2 bipolar. He was completely suicidal, 100% just an absolute mess. And his new doctor told him that he needed to cut sugar, cut alcohol, cut coffee, and cut gluten. and. I started thinking about it for a second and I'm like, oh my gosh, all this is related. And he said, when you have your blood sugar spike up and then drop, go up and then drop, which coffee has an effect on your blood sugar as well, that that is very similar to how bipolar works. It's like you're up, you're down, you're up, you're down. And I'm not saying Trey was bipolar. I have no idea. I think it's more ADHD and then, you know, moving through the cycles. But the point is, is that he cut the caffeine, he cut the sugar, he cut the alcohol. Cold turkey, no coffee. And cut the gluten. And his life is completely changed. He's a speaker. He's a, a writer. And anyway, he's doing fantastic. So when you and I talked, we were like, oh my gosh. I said, you know, if I ever had somebody say, hey, Amy, my child is ADHD. It was just diagnosed. What kind of diet should I do for him? Immediately, I would say, oh, you got to cut the sugar. You got to cut the gluten because it's a gut inflammatory. It's for gut inflammation. And then you've got to heal the gut. And you definitely, obviously, they're not going to have their kid drink alcohol. Hopefully, the kid's not drinking coffee. But these things, because they have an effect on the brain and especially the red dyes. So you have basically, in essence, cut the red dyes because you used to go buy the candy bowl at work and just grab a few peppermints. And, <laughs> and you even did out a habit you were telling me the other day. Oh, my God. Well, we started that Saturday and I think Tuesday at work, I grabbed a butterscotch. Two Saturdays ago. No, I'm, I'm in my third week. Okay. So, the first week I grabbed a butterscotch at work and I put it in my mouth. I was like, crap, I'm not supposed to have this. And I bit off a corner and I threw the rest away. You and I bit like, off a corner? I savored that little corner. You're damn right. It was in my mouth already. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I enjoyed the corner of that thing. Well, I have to say from my point of view, you've still had your emotions. You've still had, you know, you still have the ability to get irritable. I mean, that's completely normal, overwhelmed with things. But I feel like your brain is just really clear. It doesn't and go to the depths that it used to. And I feel like, would you say you're sleeping better? Not yet. No, okay. I'm actually waking up in the middle of the night, two, three o'clock in the morning every night. But oh. then I'll go back to bed. Oh. I got to pee. Maybe I have a going problem. Oh, uh, you have to pee? <laughs> yeah. well, maybe we should talk to your urologist, Here Trey. We We're just going to break this whole thing down, aren't we? <laughs> and then, so the I other- I want to be perfect next year. The other triggers, <laughs> <laughs> the other triggers 
think about you're at think about being at your desk and you're working, you're trying to work on something. If you're in pain, that is a distraction. If you're sitting there and your back is hurting like crazy or your neck, you can't focus. You can't. So Trey's been working on his pain. Mess disorganization. That is a huge trigger for uh, anyone just, who has focus issues. All I do is see things that are out of order and want to take away from what I'm doing now to go put it in order. And so it takes my focus. I literally have to focus on not focusing on that so I can get back to what I was doing. And that for me is very difficult because I think in my brain, okay, I can just go spend five minutes on that and fix it. Well, then I get into that five minutes and I fix it and I find something else and it takes me 45 minutes now to go. And then I've got the whole room torn up and I'm redoing the whole damn thing. <laughs> so I call myself a procrastinator. I'm a procrastinator. And if there is any mess in the house or in the kitchen, I will procrastinate and go clean so I won't have to go do my work. And I blame it on the fact that there. I can't focus if there's a bunch of mess. So I'm a procrastinator. <laughs> I like that. Hashtag. Ooh, you know what? I'm a procrastinator. That's you, a t-shirt. Oh, there we go. T-shirt. Right. Yes. Here's your marketed. Ping, ping, ping. Andrew, procrastinator. Hashtag. <laughs> <laughs> so Trey and I have decided to invest in ourselves and up our house cleaning to a point that is satisfactory for both of us to where we feel like we can actually be nurtured by someone and their cleaning and then also their organization. It's almost like a house manager. So we can get, well, it's a, I mean, I'm saying in my head, it's a house manager. But the point is, is that we know that having messes in our house is a distraction and it's really not bad. I mean, it's not, maybe our house being messy may be someone else's clean, but for us, we just like things ultra clean. And Investing in ourselves was if you can delegate and invest that, don't think of it as just wasting money. You are investing in yourself. Now, the point is you do have to take that time that you would have been cleaning. And put it into the investment of earning money. Yeah. You got to make that money back. What's your hour worth? What are you worth an hour? If I can spend an hour cleaning the house or I can spend an hour making money, I'm going to spend an hour making money and then be able to make enough to pay somebody to spend that hour cleaning that I didn't. Right. Exactly. And that's one of the things we know how to do is get creative and make money. It's just we've been, I wouldn't say selfish, but it's been self-conscious of wanting to spend the additional money on something like that when we both know we know how to. I grew up having to. Our kids have learned how to. We're not like pampering ourselves and being lazy. We're actually... Nobody's picking up my socks. Yeah, no, we're putting it into the lifestyle that we want to live so we can feel the way we want to feel. And she's doing laundry. So oh, nice. Oh, hallelujah. We're like two days into this and we're just, it's I know. But you know amazing. what? It's like, <laughs> it's like your mom coming in and cleaning your room. Now, my mom did not come in and clean my room. Let me tell my you. My mom didn't I, clean my room. She'd yell at me for not cleaning but it. But every once in a while, she would. Every once in a while, she would go in our room and, you know, she would be annoyed and in a cleaning mood and she would clean our room. Or we would go visit my dad in Oregon and we'd come home and she would have organized it, reorganized it, rearranged it. And it looked so good. And it was just almost this nurturing feeling. So when we get our house cleaned, it's like this good memory. I'm like, oh, you get in your bed, clean sheets. So for us, having the house in order and cleaned 
is a big deal and it eliminates that trigger. And then, of course, our finances, having finances in order. We know how to make money. We also know how to spend it. Yeah, we know how to spend it, <laughs> obviously. I was cleaning hashtag. I was cleaning. Yeah, that's a humbling thing too. You know, my sister's a, a licensed CPA and the head senior controller for um, carriage funeral homes. It's thirty $330 million company. And we reached out to her and said, hey. I know. Will you help come, us budget? Come help us budget. That was tough Well, for we me. know how to make a budget. Let me say that. Like, we know how to make a budget. And I can, I'm good on Excel. So but she, I don't know how to stay within the budget. She's got us on some projects <laughs> now part. that she's like, I'll help you, but you got to get this, 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 and this together. And then I'll come talk. And I, so. really, I really hope she doesn't make us keep receipts. Ugh. Oh, hell no. Ugh, those have BPA on them anyway. <laughs> BPA. What is yeah, that? BPA. It's a chemical that's in plastics. It's actually on. It's what it's you on. It's me on up. receipts. I gotcha. So okay, and then the last thing, of course, is the diet, which we're addressing as well. So finding your triggers is a really, really great idea for whatever mental health issues that you might be yeah. uh, dealing so with. So home was being organized and clean, budget and finances, just being secure and comfortable and not anxious about the money and then nutrition. Yep. What's going on Just, inside? And my encouragement to our listeners is don't underestimate the power of your diet because that is the one thing that is constant. You are constantly eating. Okay. I've got Crystal calling in and she is, um, well, you know what? I'm just going to, she's been on whole 30 and I've, she's got a great testimony. So we're going to answer this phone. Hi, Crystal. Hi, how's it going? We're good. So, I met Crystal at the Wild and Free Conference. Mm, one you did about a month and a half ago? Yeah. So we instantly became friends. She's just the sweetest person ever. Yeah, we're wild and free. We were wild and free. See, it was good that we went. You made, I made friends. Everybody was so sweet. So, all right, Crystal. I asked Crystal to come be on our podcast today because when we were at the Christmas party last week, she said... I did Whole30 for a year and lost 100 pounds. Wow. And your husband too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's amazing. It was a little bit longer than a year, and it was kind of broken up. It doesn't matter. You lost 100 pounds, girl. Yeah. <laughs> We've each lost 100 pounds. Wow. You would take a break from it, like if you had something to do, but then you would hop right back on it. Right. Just to reset, because, you know, you get in the weeds eating junk or whatever because there's a holiday or somebody's birthday and then all right time to get back on eating as clean as possible so just for people to understand what is the whole 30 in your words whole 30 is a whole food diet which would be anything basically from nature and not processed and it includes your proteins seafood nuts, fruits, vegetables, but it doesn't include things like dairy, beans, pretty much any sugar. Well, any sugar, really. No sugar. Yeah. And then I no think lagoons. honey is, honey isn't even allowed in, in Whole30, right? No, it's not. So honey and legumes. And then of course the pretty much anything of the complex carbohydrates of grains as well. So that would include breads, crackers, and even things such as like sweet potato chips that you would buy from the store. Technically, you're looking at it as a potato, but they don't necessarily encourage it because it keeps you in the habit of eating those crunchy 
carby things, right? Right. So what made you and your husband choose Whole30? So this is kind of a long story. I was pregnant with my son in 2013. And during that pregnancy, I was morbidly obese and that was a little bit scary. Everything went fine and he's fine and it all worked out perfectly. But when I was going into my next pregnancy, I had decided to choose a midwife and to do a home birth instead. And while I was talking to that midwife, she had recommended that I do Whole30 to help just make sure that, you know, my diet during that pregnancy was as clean as possible. And so I had started that and had a miscarriage. So after we went through all of that and it was really hard, I was talking with her because during that time, she kind of became a close friend. And she told me, you know, cleaning up your diet doesn't have to just be while you're pregnant. You guys could benefit from doing this anytime. So that's when we both decided to go for it together and to completely change our entire lifestyle. And so we did one round of Whole30 and we each lost 20 pounds during that first round. And that was really hard because it was, you know, a complete 180 from all of the processed foods that we've been eating up until this point. What's a round? It's a 30-day period. Okay. okay. Sorry to interrupt. Yeah. No, that's fine. So we did that first one and we each lost uh, 20 pounds in that first 30 days. And we were encouraged, but at the same time, I was nervous because I knew that those aren't really results for like long-term weight loss. That's more of like a fad diet kind of mm-hmm. a result. I got nervous. I said, you know, this, I'm worried about what happens when we aren't doing this. So let's see if we can take a break from it and still, you know, maintain some level of healthy lifestyle. So that's why we kind of ended up doing almost kind of like a roller coaster in and out of Whole30. So when we take breaks, we reincorporate stuff like honey and we'll do, you know, some carbs and what Whole30 would consider junk food, right? But then we would get right back into it as soon as, you know, we had a clean time where we we weren't going to have like a party to go to or, you know, something that would tempt us too much with junk food. Right. So that makes sense. I mean, that makes perfect sense. She was very smart. I think the Whole30 is a really great way to cleanse your body. And if you feel at the end of that 30 days, because people think, oh, you're cutting carbs. No, you're not. You're not cutting carbs. You're still getting sweet potatoes, butternut squash. You're still getting all kinds of different carbs from many different types of fruits and vegetables you're cleansing your body out. So it is something that you could easily do if you can get through passing up those parties and things like that and vacations, but you could continue on with it. And I think that's the difference between someone choosing something that is only temporary. Because like you said, you could easily do a diet, but then what happens when you get back on or excuse me, you get off? What happens? Do you put all the weight back on? Or is it easily maintainable? So with Whole30, you can easily do it. I shouldn't say easy. There's times where you're like, I just want some French fries, you know. (laughs) But definitely, I'm just saying that it's healthy and possible to do it for the rest of your life if you wanted to. Many people go from Whole30 to paleo. Do you kind of do that? 
We do. I think Whole30 really helped us to figure out how to clean up our protein sources. So, I mean, we don't really buy meat from the grocery store anymore. We had a friend for a long time who was a hunter and was hunting meal guy and would give us bison and stuff like that. So that helped out a lot. But then, you know, we started seeking out other sources to find cleaner meats like grass-fed meats, which is now becoming more available in the grocery store. But at the time when we started, it was was hard to find real clean meat, especially chicken. Mm -hmm. So that's really helped us to clean up that. But most of the time, yes, we're pretty close to paleo. But I think you and I talked about this before. It's easy to even now do paleo where it's still got some of that, like, processed, like, healthy food, right? Oh, for sure. There's junk food paleo recipes all over Pinterest. 100%. Yeah. You're not teaching yourself. So if someone wants to, if you want to make a recipe like say paleo protein bars, for example, okay, that's fine to have, but not as your meal, right? So if you've eaten your full good, healthy meal, and then maybe you had the paleo protein bar, that's actually even more like a dessert. So if you're coming from eating ice cream and cake and then you go to that, that's absolutely fine. But if you're really trying to cleanse and actually reset the ecosystem inside your body, then you really got to go to something like a Whole30 where you get that full on cleanse and actually it's teaching you. The other part about Whole30 that I really enjoyed was the elimination diet portion of it where when you're coming out of a whole 30 for the 30 days, you can use that period to reinstate different foods to test whether or not you have sensitivity to them a lot easier than you would if you were just eating a a regular diet and trying to figure out what causes problems for you and what doesn't. So for me, Going back to dairy, I have to be very careful and they have to be very clean dairy sources in order for me to be okay. Otherwise, I have gut issues with dairy. Mm -hmm. And I didn't figure that out until we did the Whole30. Yeah. Remember the other night I did, I cheated. I'm on Whole30, but I was like, oh my gosh, that spinach artichoke dip looks so good. So I grabbed the gluten-free cracker, one gluten-free cracker and got a, a good scoop, probably about a tablespoon worth of that spinach artichoke dip. And remember my stomach started cramping up. It didn't go away till the next morning from one bite, one bite. It's crazy. That's insane. So it shows you what your body is doing or how it's reacting to all these things. And I think we talked about this last week where you can go get some blood tests done You can go get blood tests to see what your body is reactive towards. You could go get skin prick tests. You could get something like the ELISA test, which is testing the way your white blood cells are reacting to the different foods. But these tests are expensive and they take time. And you could get all of those tests done and every single one of them are going to say something different. The real test is whenever you do an elimination diet and you eliminate out and you get all this other bad stuff out and then you add in just an abundance of really good food and you start there and then you do that for a good solid 30 days and then you add what you want back in and observe how your body reacts. Mm -hmm. 
I just think that for you to have been on that journey and accomplished what you've accomplished, that's a huge testament. And congratulations to you and your husband. That's awesome. Thank you very much. Oh, one other thing. We did end up after all the miscarriage and everything, after doing, I think, two rounds of full 30, ended up getting pregnant and having another baby. So it definitely helped get our fertility back in check too. That is so awesome. And how old is he? Uh, She's five now. She's five now. Awesome. So where are you at now? Where are you going? Do you still do kind of a Whole30-ish diet or are you on it strict right now? Are you going to start up again in January? What are you thinking? So there's a lot of uh, recipes that we love that are Whole30. So we keep those within our, our menu all the time. I'm a very type A person. So I actually have a binder full of recipes that we like. And <laughs> Love you know, it. I'll let the kids go through and pick out whichever ones they enjoy. Like during the fall and the winter, it's really easy to do Whole30 because you can incorporate like chilies and soups and stuff like that. Yeah, totally. And you don't need you to have to any share that recipe. I know. But... We, need to, we need to have... <laughs> we, need, we need help. <laughs> Definitely. I would love well, some recipes. There's one resource that I found while we were doing all this, and that was uh, Danielle Walker. She has Against All Grain. She has several cookbooks and they are gluten-free and have dairy-free options and stuff like that. So I have most of her cookbooks and just go through that and find what we want. But yeah. So what is a good idea for a breakfast? What's an example of a breakfast that you do? We do free-range eggs and either sugar-free, nitrate-free bacon or Applegate has those sausage links. So we'll do those. And I mean, I'll put grapes or apples with it. I'm not too rigid with our fruit intake because I found in the morning, especially a little bit of fruit and that little bit of fructose helps us to get moving and going. We get up really early, but otherwise, yeah, just, you know, eggs and some kind of meat to get moving. And then uh, we usually have a potato or sweet potato hash at lunchtime with chicken and some other kind of green Mm-hmm. veg and then do you have any snacks through the day I don't really crave a lot of snacks I found that it's easy for me to go crazy if I let myself have a lot of snacks but if I find myself getting hungry be- between meals I'll have you know some almonds Call. I wish I was not a snacker sometimes I will snack out that whole pantry and eat it up <laughs> I'm the same way I if there's Siete tips or anything like that in the house, it's, <laughs> it's dangerous. They're gone. Oh, those are so good. Now, wait, would Siete chips be Whole30? They are not Whole30 approved. Okay. I think they go in the category of they have approved ingredients, but they are still snacky food, so you can't really have them during a rigid strict Whole30. Okay. So if someone's just like, it's their first month, they've never done anything, they've really got to go strict. But if they're doing this as a maintenance program, okay, so you go out to Papacitos, you bring some some Siete chips, like it's not going to kill you, right? I mean, that's what I would do. Right. So yes. justification? That's there, totally fine. Well, you know what else I would do is plantain chips. Can you do plantain chips? You can do plantain chips, yeah. But they do get kind of starchy and carby too. And they kind of blow up my stomach a little bit if I'm not careful. <laughs> I mean, you always have to check the ingredients, see what kind of oils are used and stuff like that. But otherwise, they should be fine. With Whole30, it can be really hard to do Whole30. 
you have to have a lot of willpower. So sometimes making allowances for like CSA chips, for example, if you're craving chips and your brain is basically in that mode of like, I'm either going to break this diet or I'm going to eat something close enough to feed the craving, Mm -hmm. feed the craving. That's important. Yeah. Give me some Siete chips. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. quality of life, people. Quality of life. It is. It's a balance. Yep. I love it. Well, thank you so much. And I'm just, I'm really proud of you and totally impressed by sticking so strong with that for so long. And congratulations on getting your baby girl. It sounds like we kind of were around the same time trying for a baby because River is five years old. And when is your daughter's birthday? June 17th. 2016? Mm-hmm. Yeah, River is October 3rd. So y'all were pregnant at the same time. We were pregnant at the same time. We didn't even know it. And I had three miscarriages before him. And you know what's interesting is we had trouble getting pregnant, but then I finally did get pregnant. I had a hard time keeping pregnant, but that's a whole other story. But the getting pregnant part, every time I would fast, like actually do intermittent fasting, I would end up getting pregnant because it was healing my gut. So Yeah. Yeah. There's so much to your diet and fertility. Definitely. Crystal, I'd like to just ask that we can get a sneak peek of that binder you got on those recipes. (laughs) That'd be great. You know, now some of the things I'm making are pretty good. Baby, I I didn't say anything about you or your cooking. (laughs) We would love some recipes. That would be awesome. And I love love Taipei friends because they have binders. They're so fun. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thanks so much for calling in. We'll talk to you soon. I'll see you tomorrow on our hike. Yeah. All right. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. All right, y'all. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this podcast and I hope you're inspired. Inspired, but I also want to let you guys know one thing. One of the books that Alicia told me to start reading Mm -hmm. was called Grain Brain and it's by David Polmutter. And I've got it on audio and what is that? The little Kindle. So I listen to the audio book and read the Kindle and it is astounding the things that you're going to see and find in that book when you read it that you never would have thought of. So, I love that you started reading that book because you didn't just rely on what I was saying because I couldn't give you all the information in the book. I don't know it all. And I just have, it's just more of an intuitive thing. We just recorded that. What? You don't know it all. Whatever. (laughs) But I'm glad that you started listening to that yourself and you had to get empowered yourself to be able and have this it choice. is. It, it, it is an to be your decision. It is an empowerment. It's interesting right now. I'm in. I'm in the cravings versus the discipline to not act on them, and it is challenging. So I'm meeting with Chase Banks at Finish First next week and doing a consultation with him to start looking at what tests I need to be doing for kind of seeing what's going on internally, and you know, keep you posted. Well, this story is to be continued. So. I just, our lives are to be continued. Our lives are to be continued. <laughs> but seriously, though, as we've gone through these podcasts, we're learning things. We're, we're sharing them with you. We're going through. This is real life. We want you to be in our lives with us and learning at the same time. And I hope that it's encouraging you to also make whatever changes you need to for your life to improve. There you go. Happy Thursday. Bye. Thanks for listening to another episode of According to the Castles with Amy and Trey. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss an episode. To stay up to date with the castles, follow Amy on Instagram at acastles. Until next time, have faith, enjoy life, and love abundantly.
was the first thing that your mom would ask you before you'd go to bed at night? Did you brush your teeth? I don't know about you, but my mom always asked that. Since I was a kid, healthy gums and teeth have always been important to me. But after a lot of research, I figured out that there's actually a lot of junk in the commercial toothpaste. Everything from SLS to artificial flavors and colors, sweeteners even. And I didn't like the way that they didn't actually get my teeth super clean. I felt like they weren't really actually supporting good overall oral health. Well, I'm so excited to tell you about a product that I created in 2016. Sparkle Dust is a non-toxic, chemical-free tooth cleansing powder that instantly brightens and strengthens and remineralizes your teeth and your gums. It will leave your teeth feeling like never before. They will feel cleaner, smoother, and brighter. You will feel like you just left the dentist. I love that feeling. Sparkle Dust is made from nine different organic earth-sourced ingredients, including minerals and clays. It's a natural solution proven to get you the smile that you've always dreamed of. Learn more about Sparkle Dust by visiting my website at www.mysparkledust.com.